this this afternoon. I almost said this evening. <laughs> oh God, let's just open this service in prayer. Father, we do love you and we praise you. We honor you. What a privilege and an honor it is to be in your presence, O oh God, to be among your people, Lord, in your house, Lord Jesus, that you would have your way, Lord Jesus. That you would have your way among your people today, Lord Jesus, as we worship you and praise you today. Father, that we would bring, O God, the fruit of our lips, giving praise unto your name today. Let us praise you from with our whole heart and our whole mind, our whole spirit, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's not forget this next Saturday, men's prayer at 8 o'clock. Ladies are having their their meeting at 10 o'clock here at the church and also... Uh, May 28th is the last day for Mother's Memorial Offering. And Mother's Memorial is for our missionaries. Amen. And so we don't want to forget that. Amen. Who's, what's that? Among other things, yes. Amen. So if, uh, if you have a songbook there in the pew nearby, if you'll grab that and turn to page 341. Amen. Greater is he that is in me. That's what the Word of God says. Than he that is in the world. Amen. We used to be subject to the enemy of our souls, and now we are we are made ourselves subject unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Hallelujah. Page three forty one. I'll give you a minute to get there, so I can get there. A New York minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, Satan's like a roaring lion, groaning to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells me so. Many souls have been his prey to walk some weak hour. But God has promised us today his overcoming power. Because greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The chorus. Oh, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. He that is in the world. Well, on the day of Pentecost, a rushing mighty wind. Blew into the upper room and baptized all of them with a power greater than the earthly foe. And I'm so glad I've got it too. Gonna let the whole world know. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. That is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in. Verse 2. 
Well, on the day of Pentecost, a rushing mighty wind blew into the upper room and baptized all of them with a power greater than any earthly foe. And I'm so glad I've got it too. I'm going to let the whole world know that greater is He that is in me. Greater is He that is in me. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. He told his disciples, he said, I'm here on this earth, I'm paraphrasing, here on this earth walking with you, but one of these days I'm going to be in you. Amen. And he is in us today. If we've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he's dwelling on the inside of us. He's come to dwell in this tabernacle. Amen. We're so excited. Amen. I was so excited that day when I was 30 years old that something happened to me that it had never, never could have imagined what God did in my life. And it turned my life around from that day until now. In Jesus' name. What a mighty God we serve today. Amen. He's a mighty God. Well, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Well, angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus is the God. Oh, Jesus is the God we serve. We know that Jesus is the God we serve. Oh, angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. Jesus is the God we serve. And what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. One more time. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. 
Well, angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. Worthy, mighty, holy, and magnificent God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. When God gave Moses the pattern for the tabernacle and all the things that they were supposed to do, one of the things that he had him do was to set aside worshipers. There were specific people in one of the tribes that was their job, to be worshipers. Amen. And we, are, we belong to Him today. And so it's, the Bible says it's the fruit of our lips giving praise unto His name. He wants us to worship Him. And there's a place in the Old Testament where it says that He inhabits the praises of His people. Has God done anything for you today? Amen. If you're standing here breathing His air, He's done something for you today. If your heart's beating and you're standing here and you can clap your hands, He's done something for you today. Oh, hallelujah. We bring our sacrifice. We bring a sacrifice of praise to Him. Oh, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you. It's a willing sacrifice. Sacrifices of thanksgiving offer up to you. The sacrifices of praise. Oh, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, and we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving, offer up to you the sacrifices, one more time. Oh, we bring sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord. Oh, we bring sacrifice of praise Sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer up to you 
the sacrifices of praise. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We do offer up a sacrifice of praise and worship unto you this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are ever worthy and always worthy to receive all worship and all praise, to receive all glory and all honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. You sit upon the throne all by yourself. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We exalt you. We exalt the name of Jesus Christ in this and in every place. All of creation adores its Creator. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you today. We worship our, our King, our Lord, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, the lover of our soul. Hallelujah, Jesus, the one who died for me, the one who died for me. I worship you. I praise you. I laud and magnify you. I heap glory and honor unto the Most High God today because you are worthy. You only are worthy to receive all worship and all praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve today. What an awesome God is present in this place today. Amen. Amen. We do ourselves no disservice waiting on God. Spending time in His presence. Praise God. This is why we were created. is to have fellowship with God. To enter into fellowship with our Creator. Praise God. Amen. Our scripture text will be in Luke chapter... Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it will be, but not yet. Have a seat. Oh. I almost forgot. Amen. Our ladies just came back from ladies' retreat this week. Amen. And uh, some of them have testimonies. Amen. A lot of them have testimonies. So... I'm, I'm going to uh, give the mic uh, to different people, and uh, so our, our friends online who are joining us can hear them as well. Amen. First up is Sister Karina. All right. <laughs> we all had a great time at Ladies Retreat. Um, what I, I learned a lot, actually, but... I've been holding on stuff from the past, and there's nothing back there for me. You know, all that hurt and bad relationships and addiction and whatever else is uh, all in the past. And God actually spoke a word through a complete stranger. I had no idea who she was. And I was up at the altar praying, and she came up to me and said, You don't have to feel alone, um, that God is there with me, and he will never leave nor forsake me. (laughs) And that really just stuck with me. It really just... It's really life-changing, you know, it's, so that was, just forget about the future and look forward and walk with God. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Praise God. Amen. Want to go next? Praise the Lord. Ladies Retreat is always a time of renewal and refreshing, and this was no exception. Um... The main sessions were amazing, and I love that they have breakout sessions because these breakout sessions, 
covers so many different areas. You know, we have soul and spirit. We have health and family, church and community, youth and hyphen. So ladies retreat is for people of all ages. You can get something from each and every one of those sessions. Um, I know some of the others might actually give examples or specifics, but, you know, just generally, it was a good time. We had over a 1,000 ladies this year. Had to keep adding chairs. We had the, the ladies' committee had to give up their badges so that other women could have badges to get in and out of the services. So God is doing great things in the ladies of Wisconsin, right? And we saw so many women just falling on their faces before God. There's nothing more beautiful than what God is doing in Karina's life, what God is doing in Vicky's life, and, and Linda's, and Sandy's, and, and Sonia's, and Barb's. I mean, it's just so beautiful. Um, but one of the things I cherish the most, I know that we can watch them online, but I encourage you, if you can go in person, I know situations happen, but whenever you can, make sure you go. I cherish the times that we pray together when we're there, the time that we have to bond, to get to know each other. You know, we go out and have fun because on Friday we have several hours, so you can do whatever you want. You can go shopping. You can do whatever. Karina, I took Karina on the ducks, so we had we had a good time with that. But you know, just getting to know each other. We need each other. We need to be able to encourage one another. That is what ladies' retreat is about, is encouraging each other. Sister Rudy. Okay. Sister Vicky is next. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. So I also had a word spoken to me. Ladies retreat, I was praising, you know, and worshiping, but last service, um, I don't think Lois Mitchell even got through her service because there was just a blowout of the Holy Ghost, and I don't even remember much of Saturday's service at all. Uh, I was lost. The Holy Ghost took over, and that was the end of it, but um, but a, a word was spoken to me. I had to write it down. Um, which was walk in truth and don't look at their faces. Okay? So I do have, um, I'm a little guilty of um, reading the news and things that go on in the news. And, um, you know, I, I do have a burden for lost souls, and I do get caught up in worldly news and the evil that goes on in the world. So Wayne always kind of, you know, stop looking at that. Don't look at that. And, you know, try to convict me of staying out of that stuff. And the Lord <laughs> reminded me of that. 
And throughout ladies' conferences, um, there were certain scriptures that jumped out at me that I'd write into my phone in my little notes. Um, so it all kind of ties back to the Lord's message. So um, first of all, it was the theme of ladies' retreat. Um, it was by design, um, which was Ephesians 2.10, and which was, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And then John 15:11. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy may remain in you, that you that your joy might be full. His joy in me might be full, that I keep walking in truth. Proverbs 15.15 All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath continued, have a continued feast. Proverbs 17.22 a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dry up the bones. And I remembered saying to Sister Karina, I think it was, I don't know if it was Thursday night, I think it was Friday night, because by then our, all the worshiping and dancing and everything that we do, our, our flesh is kind of tired and we're weak and <laughs> like, oh, but... I got home Saturday, I'm worn out, I'm tired, and when I lay down to sleep, yes, my body was tired, but my soul was so refreshed, so refreshed. Thank you, Lord. And all we can do is just praise God for this, this experience. He is so amazing. Ladies retreat for me is a little bit different because being on the committee, it seems like we get I get there Wednesday and I do nothing but just run, 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 run. And so one of the, you know, and I still get to be in the services and it's so amazing. But for me, the blessing and the amazing part is to look at a thousand ladies, a thousand thirty one to be exact worshiping and praising and just getting what they need from God and them having to bring more chairs in and more chairs in and, and giving up those badges and just realizing that, you know, as you're preparing, you're like, oh, one more thing. And then watching that touch a thousand ladies. And um, they honored Sister Parker and on Friday night. And a couple of years ago, the the, pre, the national president of lady, ladies came, and she kind of put a challenge out there for Mother's Memorial. And she said, I, I challenge you to do $15,000 in our offering. And we brought in 17. So when they were honoring Sister Parker, and that was a part of her ministry, that Mother's Memorial, that her burden, they, they said, let's, let's see if we can reach that. And it was totally amazing. $24,000 for Mother's Memorial. And then the next night, they did another almost seven for
for Tupelo Children's Mansion. And the stories have come out, and it just touches ladies. And I truly believe that that giving reflects all year long in what God gives back to people. So, you know, it is tiring. And, and I have to admit, I came home. I didn't unpack anything. My husband had done everything for me. I sat in a chair and didn't move. And so yeah, I, I totally didn't move. But, um, you know, it is such a blessing. And I do encourage you to go, you know, if you can. And, and I will say go out online if you, if you didn't get a chance to go and watch, the, watch and, and glean the, the words from the speakers and stuff. And they even did the share fairs. And I don't know how I managed to be taken up for a chair fair, but I did. I had to do one, and they didn't tell me till halfway through that I was actually supposed to be holding a microphone. So you won't get to see my chair fair. <laughs> so, but I, so many people came. It was about um, navigating the school system. Um, I did the educator side. Somebody came in the, with the parent side. We worked together, and so many people just said, you know, we need this in this time, day and age. We need need this. So I. What blessed me was able to bless others this week. Praise God. Awesome. Well, I needed to hear some of these testimonies because I could see that God had worked on people. And I knew that the Lord had really moved on Vicki, so I I didn't get to hear what. So I've been waiting all this time to hear what. But truly the Lord is good. And one of the scriptures that I hold on to is, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. And this year was a year of transition because the secretary was voted, Sister Parker was voted, she stepped down and somebody else came and took her place. And last year we had a new president, and today This was the year that she totally took over. And some people don't like transition. But it was seamless and it was flawless. Not because of the people, but because of the prayers that were spoken in secret. Because of the hands that work and the workers. And you don't know who they are. They do it secretively. But God moves because he honors what they do and what they pray. And you know... Every speaker, both Sister Mitchell, who's from Pennsylvania, and Sister Sanders, who's from Hawaii, the same theme they had and the same things that God has been speaking to us over this pulpit were spoken over and over and over by design. And I'm going to expound on Karina's testimony, if she doesn't mind. Can I do it? Okay. You know, one thing that Sister Mitchell, she was just feeling after God that first night. And, you know, when you go to speak at a ladies' conference, sometimes those ladies have expectations that they wanted, you know, encourage and hype. And and she was just reaching and just seeking what God had her to do. And she thought maybe one thing, but he was leading her, her in a different direction. And the main theme that she had, one thing was that our minds... We can possess the mind of Christ because the enemy thinks that's his territory and he plants his feet in that territory and it's up to us us to dispel him, to plead the blood, to possess the mind of Christ. So that lady that spoke to Karina, she doesn't know Karina, but she came 
And she said, the words that she spoke to her, and Karina said, you don't understand. She's been battling here. The enemy comes to her and torments her. But God was using a stranger to let her know he knows where she is. He knows her thoughts. And he is the one that will never leave her, never forsake her. We are never alone. You might be isolated and alone, but Jesus is always with us. And Sister Mitchell, she said, another thing she talked about is whether you're young or whether you're old, we all have a ministry and God needs every single one of us. And she talked about the door. He's at the door. But we have to open up that door. He's not going to kick it open, but he's right there. He is longing for us and seeking for us. And he just communicated that so beautifully to Vicki and Karina this weekend. It blessed my heart so much because he loves each one of us so dearly. And all those women, like Sister Becker said, if you could have seen them on their faces before the Lord, If you could have seen the move of God, you can go online and you can listen. And truly God can move even where you are. But it's something like being there. So if you will open your hands, if you will sacrifice, he will bless you. Thank you, ladies. That's awesome. God is stirring. God is moving. And what's really exciting, at least to me, is the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. Can we thank God for what he's done? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the ministration of your spirit this week for our ladies. Thank you, Jesus, for encouragement and strength and for edification. Hallelujah, Jesus. We are so thankful that when we put our hope and our trust in you, you never fail. You never forsake. You always come through for your people. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. It is your desire to bless and to minister and to strengthen and to encourage your people today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. What an awesome God we serve. He is a glorious God. And He loves you. He loves you so desperately. Praise God. Amen. Now, ladies, with your permission, Luke chapter 6. <laughs> Amen. I love those testimonies. I love hearing what God is doing in the lives of people. Praise God. Luke chapter 6, verses 22 through 38. <clears throat> Starting with verse 22. This is Jesus speaking. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you and cast you out, cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, 
Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. Love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. I want to speak on this topic. How do we demonstrate Jesus? How do we demonstrate Jesus? Lord Jesus, I ask one more time that you would bless this service. That we would continue to submit ourselves entirely to your will. Follow your lead and your direction. Bless the people of God here today, I pray. Let them receive all that you have in these things we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Now, we have gone at length, in depth, on various topics, various approaches as to uh, who we are in God. And... The fact that if we are where we're supposed to be, we're going to see these things. We're going to see uh, God confirming His Word with signs following. We're going to exercise power and authority. All All of those things are true, and we'll probably continue to speak on them. But one thing we have not really touched on yet is the inner man. Other than we have been transformed, we have been made new creatures. Other than that, I mean, what does that really mean? Well, your question is going to be answered. Amen. In this day and age, people are sick and tired of hearing about Jesus. They want to see Him. Amen. The problem is, everybody has their own Jesus. Everybody has their own idea of who Jesus is. One model that's toted around is the Jesus loves everybody and nobody has to change model of Jesus. Amen. And that's very popular today because it's painless and it costs me nothing. I can just come in and I'm good to go. All I have to do is love Jesus. Whatever that means. My Bible says loving Him is obeying Him. But 
Again, that's not this particular model. There's nothing to obey. I don't have to change. I can do whatever I want, live the same way, just claim to be a Christian. I love Jesus. There's the Jesus hates sinners model that some people subscribe to. Of course, most people will define sinner as anyone that disagrees with me. Anyone living differently than me. Jesus has a definition of sinner. We can find something defined there in Scripture. But, I mean, what is God really trying to say, right? The Jesus loves my lifestyle but hates yours model. The Jesus loves you but hates me model. There are an infinite number of other models of Jesus running around out there. My Jesus is black. My Jesus comes from Africa. Or my Jesus is white, Republican, and American. My Jesus endorses a gay lifestyle. And an infinite number of others. Ten people in the room, you're going to find ten different Jesuses being represented. But there is only one Jesus, the scriptural Jesus, the one that suffered on a cross and died for us, and that is the one that we must model to this world. This Jesus is going to cost us something. This Jesus is going to be very difficult to demonstrate to someone else because this Jesus is very contrary to my lifestyle my ideas, my opinions, and who I used to be. We read about Jesus in Scripture. We understand what Jesus represents, who He is. We, we see His teachings. We read some of them here today. Well, Jesus is perfect, and I'm not. People are just going to have to understand that. Yeah? Is that what people are just going to have to do? Why is that? Why are people just going to have to understand that you ain't perfect? You're not perfect. I agree. Jesus didn't tell us to be perfect. When He does say, be ye perfect, that's complete or whole. And that's whole in Him. We are responsible to show people Jesus. We are responsible to demonstrate who He is to this world. That's part of being an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Our character ought to reflect His. Is that even possible? Absolutely it's possible else He would not have commanded us to do so. What God commands us to do, He gives the ability to perform. Amen. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. So in other words, Christ is living through me. He's living in me. Therefore, I ought to be demonstrating his character. I have the ability to demonstrate his character. That means that I have the ability to forgive those who don't ask for forgiveness. That means I have the ability to pray for someone who I know hates my guts. Who continues to abuse me. Who continues to lie about me behind my back. I can love them. Does Jesus love them? Jesus is in me. He's in me. Then I can love Him. Why do you think this individual is doing what he or she is doing? Why do you think they are the way they are? Do you have any idea? Do we know why they do those things? All we're concerned about is they're attacking me. That's all we're worried about. Is that what Jesus was worried about? He's in me. What's Jesus worried about? He's not worried about anyone slandering his name. He's not worried about anything. That's true. What is he focused on? What is he concerned about? That individual. He was concerned about me when I hated him. He's concerned about them when they hate me. I'm Christ's ambassador. What should I be showing this individual? What do we show this individual? These are hard sayings that Jesus is giving us here. These are very difficult for us to get our heads wrapped around. But folks, we are responsible to do this. We cannot make excuses for ourselves because we are not perfect. I've heard all kinds of excuses. Well, I'm German. Well, I'm a redhead. I'm Irish. Okay. Does that give you some spiritual propensity that I don't have? God commands the Germans to be nice too. The redheads and the Norwegians. I want to focus on a specific part of this Scripture text. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. It doesn't say be nice to your enemies. It says love. 
agape love. The love that Jesus has for you, for me. I need to turn around and bestow that upon my enemy. And if I can only love them that love me first, that's not demonstrating anything. Everybody does that. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. I remember hearing a story. I'm sure I've shared this before, but I apologize. I'm going to share it again. This guy in boot camp. He was a Christian. He prayed. This big old 10 sandwich eaten, cornbread fed guy. Uh, he didn't like Christians. <clears throat> he didn't like them at all. And so he was on this guy's case all the time. One night, he was praying before bed. He was trying to, this uh, other guy was trying to sleep, <clears throat> so he threw a boot at him. Then he threw his other boot at him. Well, in the morning, he woke up, the Christian had spit signed him, and placed him nicely under his bunk. <clears throat> Guess what happened? He got a new best friend, eventually, a convert. Nothing else he did was working. But when he demonstrated Jesus to them, that broke that big man down. He couldn't handle that. He had to know more. Unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. Someone that rips your cloak off you, let him take your coat as well. Is that our attitude? That's the commandment of the Lord. Jesus says, this is what I want my people to do. This is how I want my people to represent me. And again, we make all kinds of excuses for it. But that time is done. No more excuses. We need to start adhering ourselves to Scripture. All of it. There's a blessing if we do, folks. I'm not trying to get down on anyone. It's the same thing preaching tithes and offerings. You need to to give your tithes and offerings. The Bible commands it. God doesn't need your tithes and offerings. He gave you that money in the first place. He needs your obedience. He needs your submission. And when you do that, when you demonstrate that, God blesses you for it. When we submit ourselves to God's commandment here, rather, here, and we begin reflecting the character of God inside, as well as externally. There's a blessing there for you. A wonderful blessing. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. 
Well, we don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what they're going to spend that money on. I only have a finite amount of resources. Our perspective has been all wrong. The way we look at things sometimes in in some situations has been all wrong. Everything I have is God's. It's all His. It's not mine. Yeah, well, we all know that. We all know that until we have to apply this verse. Then we get confused, don't we? Now it's, now it's mine. If I give that to someone else, then I've got to change my plans. I had that allocated. I had that set aside. And it's not just money. It's not just goods. It's anything that I possess. It could be time, which is more precious than money. God asks time of me. I've told you guys this. I'm introverted. Every once in a while I like some alone time. I was hoping to get some alone time. Kind of hoping. But I knew better. This week when my wife and Elena went. But, nah. <laughs> I had that time allocated. I was going to just get some alone time, just read, pray, you know, do something. But uh, God required other things. It's His time. It's not mine. God knows how He created me. If I need some alone time, truly need some alone time, He'll give me some alone time. Obviously, I didn't need it. Somebody else needed something. Nothing I possess is mine. This body isn't mine. This mind isn't mine. It's all God's. So if He wants to give it to someone else, that's His business. I don't have to worry about it. That's just one less thing I have to concern myself with stewarding now. Who I am in here matters. It matters to God. It matters to those with whom we interact. We can tell them about Jesus all day long. We can tell them what the Scriptures say all day long. Nothing wrong with that. Keep doing that. But if they see something in you contradictory to any of that, what do you think they're going to do with that? What would you do with that? I know what I used to do with that. (laughs) Another hypocrite. And now I'm all the more justified. But if they can't find anything wrong, any, any dichotomy between what you're saying and what you're doing, now they've got a choice to make, don't they? 
They've got to do something with that. What you do, who you are, is so much more powerful than what you say. Your actions stemming from who you are. We act this way because of who we are. Not because I have to continually remind myself and 30 days to a habit. I just do this for 30 days, then it'll be a habit. It should come naturally. It should be in here coming out. This is who we are. We are ambassadors of Christ. We represent Jesus Christ. Love your enemies. I hear, I hear stories about missionaries in prison. People in third world countries, China, Islamic countries in prison, praying for the people that are torturing them. Can you imagine being put in that kind of a position? An individual is actively seeking to hurt you and there's nothing you can do about it. They're deriving pleasure from it. Laughing about it. Joking about it. And then you pray for them. And you demonstrate love for them. That's Christianity, folks. That's being a Christian. Being a Christian isn't coming to church. It isn't worshiping God. I did that before I was saved. It isn't knowing what the Scriptures say. There are a lot of scholars who know this book better than I do. They don't do it. But they know it. They know the Greek and the Hebrew. That's not what being a Christian is. Now continue to do all of that. Don't stop doing any of that. But at its essence, being a Christian is being Christ-like. That's what being a Christian is. All of it. I love the signs and the wonders. I love preaching and teaching about it. I'm looking forward to seeing them on a regular basis. We need them. We need to see that. God gave them to the church. But we need to see something else, too. We need to see His character represented. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Why are these things so hard? Why are they so difficult for us? Judge not, you'll not be judged. Condemn not, you'll not be condemned. Forgive, you'll be forgiven. Verse 38 is always a shouting verse. It's a promise. 
But this promise has two edges to it. It has two sides to it. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That could be very good, or that could be very bad. It depends on what you're measuring. Are you measuring unforgiveness? Judgment? Condemnation? Or forgiveness? Mercy? Love? A very simple message today. one I've been weeping over. Because in my life as well, I find that these things are sometimes very difficult for me to to actually manifest. And again, I'm not talking about biting my tongue. I'm not talking about just being nice to your face so I can go vent somewhere. I'm talking about It's never there. It never affected me in the first place. Those words, those evil words that that have been said to me, it didn't affect me. Except maybe to, to feel compassion and to feel sorry for the individual. Feel pity. Where must they be right now to be acting that way? That's where I need to be. I'm not there yet. I I want to be. I want to accurately reflect Jesus. I want His character to be represented in my life. All of it. Yes, the power and the authority. I want that to be demonstrated in my life. But also His character. The fruit of the Spirit. I... Amen. It's not what He does. That's who He is. A lot of people think that, I know most of you don't, but a lot of people think the gifts of the Spirit represent spirituality. And that's simply not true. The fruit of the Spirit represents spirituality. If I am to be Christ-like, I will demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. Because that's who Jesus is. The Jesus that I represent is love, is mercy, is grace, is compassion. He is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. That's the Jesus I represent. That's the one that I serve. That's the one that saved me. If you're not there yet, well, 
Take comfort in the fact that Jesus wants you to be. It's His perfect will for you to be. And for me. The power and the authority alone isn't going to cut it. That in and of itself will not work. It will not bring people into a, a, a covenant relationship with God. When they see Jesus in you, when they see Him, that is so much more powerful a message than anything that could come over this pulpit, any Bible study you could teach, anything. I heard someone tell me one time, Preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. Live the gospel. Demonstrate the gospel. Every day. We can do that. We don't need to make excuses. It's the perfect will of God for us to do that. God has commanded us to do that. Amen. And we can. We absolutely can. And when we do, the blessings that await us, the moves of God that we will be a part of because of that, being able to minister to someone else in need, just one individual. I'm a big fan of one at a time. Someone ministered to me. I was just one man, one guy. But I mattered to someone. Jesus ministered to individuals. He preached to the crowds, but he ministered to individuals. There was a lot of one on one with Jesus. Woman at the well, the blind man. Zacchaeus, etc., etc. Jesus came to minister, not to be ministered unto. You're not here for me, friend. I'm here for you. Like uh, someone told me, when we had just gotten pregnant, maybe I read it. Uh, anyway, it came to me somehow. That a lot of people, they'll get married to satisfy a need or a desire in their life. You make me whole. You make me complete. It's what you can do for me. And when that doesn't work, well, maybe kids will make me happy. Maybe if I have kids, then, then I'll, be, I'll feel fulfilled. But again, it's, it's trying to satisfy a need that you have. Friend, you get married, you, you are done. Now it's about them. If you have children, you're done. It's about them now. 
will we enter into the kingdom of God? Jesus is here for us. Jesus is going to take care of my needs. He's wanting me to submit myself and minister to you. Not to be ministered unto. And that's, that's the attitude we should all have. You're not here for me. I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. To minister to you. Because that's what Jesus did for me. Now, I'm not God. I'm going to have needs. We need each other. You're going to minister unto me just like I'm going to minister unto you. This passage of Scripture, its corollary is found in Matthew 5-7, through the Sermon on the Mount. And it is... It is generally considered the, uh, the constitution for the new kingdom, if you will. God trying to show us that there's a change between the old covenant and the new covenant. Under the old covenant, the actions are what mattered. That's how it was received anyway. But under the new covenant, you have heard that it has been said by old time, thou shalt not kill. But I tell you, that whosoever hateth a person in his heart is guilty of murder. There's a shift between the old and the new. And this is what Jesus is trying to demonstrate to us here. A shift away from actions to character. Who we are matters, folks. Because who we are is going to be what we do. If we are not Christ-like, then we are someone else-like. And anyone else like is not good. We must be Christ-like. God has given us the tools that we need. He's given us the resources. He's made everything available for us to be Christ-like. For us to demonstrate His character to this world. And we have got to be after it. We have got to be doing it. We have got to be be Christ-like. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's call out to Him now. If you were even as half as convicted about this as I was, It'll be good to speak with Jesus right now. Imagine. Imagine that God has made a way whereby I can reflect His character.
How wonderful is that? How awesome is that? That I can love like He loves. I can forgive like He forgives. I can show mercy just like He does. I can see people the same way that He sees them. That's available to every child of God. Ah, Lord God of hosts, help us now, I pray. Help us to set aside any excuses we may have had, may have considered. Help us to consider for just a moment that this is a commandment of the Lord. You have commanded us to demonstrate You to this world. If You are alive in us, if we are new creatures in in Christ, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. If these things be true in us, then let Your character come out. Truly transform Your people today. Help us to understand that this is not only possible, it's expected. We're not perfect. We're still wrapped in this fallen flesh. We understand that. You understand that. But, O oh Lord God, we cannot make excuses. We cannot continue to offer up these false reasons why we are not adhering ourselves to Scripture. Why I'm not. Help us now, I pray, Lord Jesus, to conform to Your image. It is Your perfect will. It is Your desire. It is Your command that we do so. We can do so. We can do so. We can reflect Your character. We can demonstrate regularly and consistently the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We can live and walk in the Spirit and will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to get this revelation today, I pray. That character is paramount. Who we are is paramount. It will determine who I become. It will determine what I do, decisions I make. Help us to become Christ-like and let that be reflected in who we are and in what we do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. When someone cuts us off on the highway, there should be no reaction. If someone comes up and slaps my face, other than pain, there should be no emotional response.
I would ask this week that you look at these passages of Scripture. Really look at them. Set yourself up against them. Anywhere that you feel like you're falling short, ask God to help you. And I should say this too. None of these things happen in a laboratory. And nobody here is a computer system. That would be kind of nice. Because then we could just input different data and we could get a different response. There, you're fixed, you're cured. But human beings don't operate that way. We're very complex. There are reasons you probably struggle with forgiveness or with mercy or with accepting the love of God. There are reasons why. Ask God to help you with those as well. There's healing available for whatever has happened to you, to me, to anyone. Jesus is powerful enough to take care of every situation. If that's what's hindering you from moving forward or from receiving the love of God or for being able to demonstrate Christ's character, then ask Him to heal you. It's not God's will for you to carry that around either. God died to heal you, to make you whole, to make you complete in Him. Amen. There is healing for whatever it is that, that ails you. Certainly physical, but also emotional, mental. Whatever kind of healing anyone has need of, Jesus is very able and absolutely willing to do that for you. Amen. Jesus has made so much available to His people, and we avail ourselves of precious little of it. We tap into almost none of it. Again, there are reasons for that. United States... Western countries, etc., etc. But I would encourage you to practice relying on Jesus for everything, for your daily bread, for shelter, for clothing, everything that you have need of, healing. Because the days may very well come where this will be flipped on its head. And we will have plenty of opportunity to trust in Jesus then. Learn to do so now. Again, all through the Old Testament, Jesus would admonish the children of Israel, why didn't you turn to me for help? Why did you turn to Egypt? Why did you turn to Syria? Why did you turn to this group of people? Why did you turn to this false god? Why didn't you turn to me? And every time they did turn to God, 
That turned out really good. Every single time. Let's give God an opportunity to do what He wants to do in our lives. Let's let Him work these things out in us. Let's let Him minister to those, not just the superficial needs, the real needs. The real needs that you have. The ones maybe you haven't told anybody about. But God knows and you know. Let Him in. Let Him minister to those. Let Him heal you. Let Him make you whole. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so very much for your kind attention here today. Uh, God loves you folks. He loves you so much. He wants the very best for you. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in each of your lives. I can't wait to see it. That is why I do what I do. I'm looking forward to that. Amen. What God will do in you and through you. Praying in closing, Lord Jesus, You're an awesome God. I thank You for the ministration of Your Spirit here. Pray that You would go with Your people. Help us to get real with this, Lord Jesus, as You're desiring to get real with us. Help us to become Christians, not just in name only, but in word and in deed. Help us to become who You are. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that as we do so, that your hand would be upon us for good, that you would begin to to multiply blessings upon your people and use them mightily, I pray, miraculously. Let your name be glorified through your people today in these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your kind attention. Remember, Tuesday prayer, Wednesday service. You're dismissed.